And our final segment is a preview for this week as we look at some of the major events lined up. Heads up Monday. Pleased to be joined in the studio as always by Adam Rowe. Good morning to you. Good morning. So we are going to begin with the government emergency relief funds that were handed out to all Koreans. This is that first phase. This is we talked about potentially another phase of handouts. But the deadline for that first phase is today, right? That's right. So those who haven't yet applied and wish to do so, they must visit their local town and city halls. Now, one thing to note is the emergency relief funds that have been issued by credit and checking card firms, that actually ended in early June. So it's not that. What we're talking about is the prepaid cards and gift vouchers. They will be available until today and those who miss today's deadline will be seen as donors so they're they're potentially going to be donating their funds if uh, these people don't apply by today the actual funds themselves can uh, actually be used until the end of this month so those who do apply today they have about a week to spend it all All right. If they wish to. Very good. Now uh, with the pandemic and and the, the, the rain and all the economic fall, it's it's, uh, hard to remember that uh, there were other crises in the past, including the uh, the Pohang earthquake. Uh, There's been some fallout there. That occurred three years ago, but there's Mm. a new policy to help struggling residents, but apparently still being met with resistance. Yeah, it's been met with resistance on a yearly basis now. So, yeah, throughout the three years, there's been a lot of uh, tug of war. Now, this special act on compensation, that's uh, a sector. to take effect tomorrow, if not maybe next week. Now, Puang residents, however, are not happy as they feel the measures included in this policy are not enough and were drawn up without their opinions in mind, quite hastily in their opinion. Uh, And they are calling for the government to revise it. They were planning to make their voices heard in a large rally uh, recently, but uh, had to scale it back due to the coronavirus outbreak last week, but there was still a rally nonetheless. Uh, Among those uh, they want changed is the amount of compensation on offer. The law states that the government will provide 70% of necessary funding to these displaced residents or those uh, affected by these earthquakes three years ago. Now, locals want 100% compensation, mostly because they feel The earthquake uh, in 2017 was caused by the government's geothermal power experiments in the area. That was Mm. another social issue and another uh, controversial issue at the time as well, uh, and still is, in fact. And they are also calling for expansions and revisions on other schemes in the law and systems and policies, which they feel is not enough, and they want their voice heard. Yeah, Yeah. it's very difficult with all the other competing uh, sort of sources of uh, money and funding, Mm. especially in this time of a, a pandemic. Speaking of which, and we talked about this earlier in our news, segment. Um, Certainly public opinion does not seem to be on their side, but Mm. uh, despite that, yet another strike being planned by doctors uh, despite what we're going through with the pandemic. That's right. So another round of talks uh, between the government and the Korea Medical Association. It represents about 130,000 doctors across the country. They've broken down yet again. Now doctors will go on their second strike for three days starting Wednesday. Residents and interns, meanwhile, have already been uh, off the job uh, indefinitely since Friday, although they agreed to deploy manpower needed to respond to the coronavirus outbreak uh, through talks yesterday. Now, doctors are taking issue with the government's plan uh, to raise the medical school admissions quota. Just a reminder for those who are just tuning in. Now, there are many doctors not taking part in the strike who are also going on vacation during this period. It is a vacation season at the moment, which means possibly even fewer medical staff. Um, Now, some surgeries have also had to be postponed, though life-threatening ones are still going ahead. uh, And the government and the health minister are continuing to ask this association to 
cancel or hold back the strike amid the pandemic as well. Right. And so the government is saying, well, uh, there can be disagreements with the policy and uh, you should have a right to to voice those disagreements and maybe even uh, engage in this kind of collective action. But perhaps we can do this after the crisis is over and and address those concerns uh, uh, as we see that uh, this is really the timing of it uh, could not be worse. Mm. Let's talk about then the other kind of ongoing brewing scandals uh, that have maybe kind of faded into the background because of recent events. Uh, The Mm -hmm. prosecution and the so-called media collusion case uh, with those two groups and this trial of a a former Channel A reporter that is set for this coming Wednesday. That's right. So Lee Dong-jae, he's been in detention for about a month now. He will attend his first hearing on the case. It is mandatory for him to attend, so he will likely show up. Now, prosecutors indicted him, if those of you who don't know, are on attempted extortion charges. Now, the 35-year-old is accused of blackmailing a convicted executive named Lee Chol to smear uh, Liu Xinmin, who is a liberal pundit with close ties to the current administration. And now the pro- prosecution, however, didn't mention whether he colluded with this uh, another figure, a ranking prosecutor, Han Dong-hun, to do so. Now, Han is, of course, the senior pros- prosecutor who has close ties to the prosecutor general, Yun Seo-gyeol, uh, and the reporter has been denying uh, wrongdoing. And there are uh, a couple of other people implicated in this as well who have been uh, right. indicted. Right. Uh, well. Famously, an independent commission has uh, recommended that Han Dong-hun himself uh, not be uh, charged uh, criminally with mm. any indictments. Uh, but although Uh, they did say that this uh, Channel A reporter Yi Dong-jae is uh, fair game. So Mm. (laughs) there's a sense he's sort of been left to dry here uh, with all of the other Mm -hmm. uh, so-called co-conspirators not really getting the full brunt of the uh, prosecution investigation as it stands and which is why a lot of people are a bit critical of what's been going on so far. Let's finish off with another court case here, Aram. This one in regards to the uh, so-called bad father's website and the ensuing case. There's an appellate trial now set to take place on Thursday. Yeah, so... uh just for those who don't know, Bad Fathers is a website that is uh, known for exposing the names and pictures of men failing to provide child support uh, after divorce. Now, the founder of this site was acquitted of def- uh, defamation charges, in fact, in the first hearing. Uh, eyes will be on whether the same ruling will come out in Thursday's hearing as well. Uh, prosecutors say the founder exposed father's personal information without proper review of their intent to pay for child support as well as their current financial situation. There have been many complaints and he has faced a lot of criticism for just hastily what they uh, what the prosecution feels uh, putting out their personal information uh, and the sticking point here is whether the court believes the founder uh, through his website is undergoing uh, a righteous public service if you will or is just simply uh, breaking the law in terms of privacy uh, acts and stuff yeah I mean certainly uh, naming and shaming going on and that that does certainly kind of uh, scratch the itch mm. of a lot of people who want to see that justice being done the question being uh, whether it has crossed a line into mm-hmm. uh, the violation of the rights and maybe sometimes falsely falsely accusing yeah. uh, certain individuals but uh, very difficult issue mm-hmm. uh, to uh, kind of delve through all right Adam as always thank you very much for that preview we'll look forward to uh, seeing you again next week see you next week and that's going to do it for us as well. Our producers are Kang Jin-soo and Kim Jisan. Our writers are Choi Kyung-mi, Sung Eun-ji, and An Yoo-jung. Coming up left, le- next is uh, Life Abroad, so stay tuned for that. We will be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. for another edition of This Morning. Until then, this has been Henry Shin. Goodbye.